the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back here on WPTF. Mike Fraley and Clap, Rufus Edmonston, the former Attorney General and Secretary of State and the uh, Chief Deputy Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee, and he's done all those things. Uh, Can we a, put Emeritus on there somewhere? A lobbyist. Emeritus. <laughs> you are, uh, are, are well, well, well you're, uh, you're officially Secretary General of, we invented this, of course, but yeah. Secretary General of gardening, we'll make that an emeritus. Well, I, position. I, want, I want an emeritus somewhere in there now. That's all there is to it. Well, we <laughs> might we, have some arthritis. We have a, an emeritus. <laughs> we have an emeritus with us, distinguished professor of emeritus of NC State University, Dr. Denny Warner, is here, and we're so glad that you are hanging around for another. Do you like uh, Johnny Cash? Did you like that Johnny Cash song? That uh, we kind of have good morning songs here. And so, oh, I don't remember that song. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just kind of ran across it too. Okay. I, I had uh, in in I was looking for good morning songs, and that was why I found <laughs> the Beatles and uh, yeah. and uh, found this one by Johnny Cash. So it kind of is kind of uplifting. It makes Rufus dance. Rufus likes oh, Johnny yeah. Cash. So that, uh, oh, that's a spectacle. <laughs> That is all, well, he, arms, all Ru- arms and legs, Denny. Rufus is a spectacle. He is a spectacle. So Denny. I, have to, I have to think of some uh, some morning songs for you, Mike. All right. Well, you do that, Doc. Uh, Phil Phil Campbell is with us, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. And by the way, she is uh, – and Campbell Road is featured in – March edition of Carrie Magazine, and it's a nice article and spread in there. Look at that that photo. Kindness is free. That's on Phil's shirt there in this uh, this photograph. Yeah. It's a doc. You'll have to pick up a copy of uh, oh, Carrie Magazine, the, the March edition. Glad to, glad to see that. Now, congratulations, Phil. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I just I have to give some uh, good good vibes to Carrie Magazine. They. They did the interview and uh, had me to answer a few questions. And I'll tell you, um, they they really took what I said and the time that they spent with me, and they really did a good job, and I really appreciate that. So they didn't make it controversial? So, no. Um, I mean, I just, you know, sometimes you just— no fake news. Sometimes yeah. you go, no, that's not exactly how I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let me ask you a question. What is that? What kind of red bud is the one that you took some cuttings off of in my at my house? Do you know? Oh, I am trying to recall what I took the one. Off of. The one that's the weeping red bud. The one that's right there in that little corner where I parked the car. Okay. Oh, that 
that red bud there is uh it's old. That is what's called that's lavender twist. Oh, okay. Is the trade name, and uh, so that's a trademark name, and it also goes by the name Covey, C O V E Y. That's right. Trade. Okay. But uh, lavender twist, uh, aka Covey, was actually the very first weeping redbud in the trade. That was the original one, and I, I've used that one in uh, a number of my crosses to develop these pigmented leaf forms that are weeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Covey was found basically as a chance seedling in a garden center. Oh, okay. By, oh, wow. By a woman from New York named Connie Covey. Oh. Uh, so, hence the name Covey. Okay. Yeah, because my grand that one was so <clears throat> thick that my grandchildren could hide under it. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty neat. They love that. That's, yeah, that's a beautiful tree. That's a, that's a very nice specimen of, of Covey. One of the oldest ones I've actually seen. How long has that been there? Do you know? Well, since before, way before Steve left. Oh my gosh, he must have got an early one. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been a long time. Mm. Very good. Now oh. I know. I, I I couldn't recall immediately what you're referring. Yeah, to. that yeah. one. Yeah, that one's it's big. I mean, it's yeah, not it tall. It's just thick. It probably needs to be thinned out a little bit. I'll let you do that if you need some cuttings. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. You have to. Doc, right. I, I assume you go out to the state farmer's market uh, fairly often, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're getting ready. We uh, we always talk every week to uh, we have for 36 years on this show. And, and of course, uh, back when Wally Osley and all those folks had the farm hour, they talked with the people at uh, – State Farmers Market. Sam McKeever uh-huh. is the manager, and uh, he's with us. And Sam, I didn't realize until uh, a few weeks ago, was a horticulture graduate at NC State. Uh, Sam, you didn't have? Uh, did you have Doctor Warner as a, in a class? I don't think I did. I don't believe I did. Well, you would certainly remember. Uh, thanks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> if he went to class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go to class? <laughs> you don't remember that D you got, Sam? <laughs> I was one of those that had to go to class just to get a C. You know, I was, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it was not easy for me, so, but uh, I, I, I enjoy horticulture, so, of course, uh, I, uh, I was very interested in it. So I was the one that had to get on my bended knees and beg, please, <laughs> right. please. When did you graduate, Sam? I graduated in '97. I'm telling, I'm telling my age okay. now. That's all right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great Hort graduates around. I'll tell you, they're mm-hmm. fine people. Uh, so, uh, Sam, uh, what do you got under the farmer's shed this morning? Is uh, any asparagus shown up or things not like yet. that? I'm I'm thinking it's it's not going to be long. Uh, I did hear that strawberries are going to be a little late this year. It's, it's sounding like anyway, unless we get some uh, drastic change. Uh, it's, it's nice to look at the weather forecast, though, and see sunshine just about every day. That's that's a nice sign. Why the, uh, well, Sam, the farmers can get about, into the fields? Let me interrupt you about strawberries. I had a nice uh, group of strawberries from the farmer's market tunnel grown on my cereal this morning. Oh, that's good. Well, that, that was I was going to lead right into that, so you, you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, <laughs> But we do have some beautiful tunnel-grown strawberries, very good, uh, and they just seem to get better every year at growing tunnel-grown stuff. So it, it just uh, um, they're getting pretty good at it. So, uh, um, but we do have some tunnel-grown tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, zucchini, uh, peppers, and of course we already talked about strawberries. Um, see, so we got cabbage and lettuce. 
uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms. Uh, we've got winter squash, uh, butternut, acorn, spaghetti. Uh, we've got red and white potatoes, onions, carrots, radishes, rutabagas, um, all kinds of greens, uh, kale, mustard, spinach, collards, turnips. Uh, still have plenty of apples coming in, apple cider. Uh, some warm apple cider might be good this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. see. Uh, some of the varieties I wrote down, Arkansas Black, Cameo, Red and Gold Delicious, uh, Fuja, uh, Pink Lady, uh, Crimson Crisp. Um, see, we got some pecans and peanuts. Uh, of course, sweet potatoes are a staple out here year-round and, uh, at the State Farmer's Market. And, uh, of course, uh, you <clears throat> Might be in the market for some firewood this weekend. We got, we got plenty of firewood. Why not? You know, I, when I get out and walk, I don't smell enough firewood. I know. They, people have gas, use gas logs a lot, and you just don't get the fragrance from it. So I like a nice cold days out walking to, yeah. to smell those fires burning. Yeah, I enjoy it. We, I do burn firewood uh, and just clean it up around our farm from storms and stuff. I, I keep enough just to sure. cutting that stuff up, you know, and splitting it. So, uh, so it works out well for me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you have any plant material out there today? We do. Uh, got some trees and shrubs, some beautiful camellias that are in bloom right Ooh. now. Uh, pansies, violas, uh, ornamental cabbage. Uh, one of our cut flowers, uh, cut flower vendors, is here this morning. Uh, some beautiful cut flowers and, and bouquets fixed up. Um, a lot of herbs uh, coming in right now too. And I do know that we we will have uh, by next weekend we'll have two to three more plant vendors coming in. I know for sure. Uh, so the weather's starting to break a little bit. I know we're not we're not done with the cold, but it's starting to break, and uh, so we should have more plant vendors coming in over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we move up to the market shops, that old country store up there? And, uh... <clears throat> That's right. Uh, get you all kinds of good stuff up there. Um, get out of the weather a little bit too. Um, see, we got all kinds of uh, North Carolina farm-raised meats, eggs, cheeses, uh, a lot of great baked good items, breads, pies pastries um you name it they got it a lot of jams and jellies and preserves uh you can get you some coffee uh go visit 321 coffee they also have hot chocolate as well a lot of candies uh barbecue sauces also you can get uh fruits and vegetables up there as well like citrus and bananas and things like that are not grown in north carolina or even things that are not in season right now in north carolina you can get up there in the market shops um let's see what, what else we got uh we got uh uh, Chatham Hill Winery, uh, local winery right here in the Triangle area. Um, we got um, North Carolina Hammocks. Uh, they have a huge selection of hammocks. They also carry a lot of uh, outdoor furniture, um, has a lifetime warranty, all kinds of colors. Uh, really neat place to check out if you're in the market for that. Um, we got local seafood. Uh, they bring in fresh seafood from North Carolina. Um, and, of course, we got we got to talk about the... Uh, uh, the market grill. Oh Lord, yeah. Oh. Denny needs to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get the world famous uh, Rufus dog at, at the. Uh, I think it's world famous now. I would think. Absolutely, yeah. and certainly with all of our marketing, the uh, of course you can you can pick up this show any anywhere on the internet. Their podcasts, so I, I suppose anywhere in the world, at least anywhere in the country, and yeah. uh, so know, not only do they make a good hot dog, but it's actually a really nice looking hot dog. Mm-hmm. It's almost like oh, that's important. Yeah. That's important. But uh, mustard, chili, uh, slaw, and onions is uh, makes up the Rufus dog. So, have you uh, have, have have you noticed the detail that they go in when they're making one? Yes, it's that's like what I mean. a, like it's a work like work of art. I've watched them. Yeah, it's it's 
just like they do everything but write Rufus on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> These are red wieners, Danny. And put Rufus yeah. on the bun. Yeah. So, Dr. Warren, you need to try a, a Rufus dog sometime when you're out there at the, the market grill. Life won't be complete till I do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, me, uh, I'll be at. Serve a, a breakfast there as well and the sandwiches and things like that as well. So, you, you can. We, we call it, well, I guess, walking around food. Yeah. Yeah. You had that know. shrimp dog yet, uh, Sam? Jim? What's that? Have you had, had that shrimp? shrimp dog? I have not had that yet. It's on my, it's on my to do list. Mm. But it looks really good. You must have an interesting to-do list if you're the manager out there, and that's on your list. Well, yeah, it's just uh, I, I get busy and tied up and get, get pulled. I expect day, you but, do. But it's on my list to, to uh, do. So. Yeah. that really. I haven't had one either. That really sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks good. I've seen them. Uh, I just haven't had one yet. So, but, I yeah. think the proper term is a prawn. Yeah. This, this thing is six inches long. And it's not stuffed or anything. Somebody thought it was a stuffed shrimp. <laughs> I said, no, this is a prawn. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. Anyway. Uh, so uh, what else we got out there? We got the, the bakery, the market bakery is out there with cinnamon bread and sourdough yeah, got, bread. We got all kinds of good stuff. Usually I just tell people walk in the market shops and follow your nose. Oh, yeah. It does smell so good out there. Um so they, they, they usually start out early this morning cooking so uh, and getting their stuff fixed up. So, yeah, they, it smells good. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, Sam, I was over yesterday and I walked up and I saw Joe the bouncer and Mrs. Bouncer. Joe was eating ice cream. Another one of our characters, Dr. Yeah. Werner. And, and <laughs> Mrs. Okay. Bouncer was eating that multi-layered chocolate cake that has about 12 layers to it that are maybe an eighth of an inch thick. And it was looked so good. And I said, can I have some? She said, no. And she said no, but she said it nicely, didn't she? Oh, of course she did, because she's such a nice lady. Yeah. And, and, and you Joe, don't want to get Joe mad at you. No, I don't want Joe mad at me. He was driving his uh, his uh, 1972 Cadillac. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But they were sitting there in the sun just having the best time. Yeah, he could squash me like a little <laughs> like a little bug. Yeah, I'm not going to make Joe the Bouncer mad. So uh, let's see. Uh, we what do we got here? Oh, we got the the uh, speaking of restaurants, uh, yeah, the got, farmers <laughs> market restaurant. Uh, Rufus and I are going out there today. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got some great food choices. Uh, of course, we talked about the grill, and there's all kinds of good stuff in the market shops. And then got the state farmers market restaurant, uh, kind of up on the hill. Uh, I don't, the patio might be nice this afternoon uh, as it warms up. Um, but it, I know it'd be nice this coming week. We've got some warm days. Um, but great country cooking. Uh, they they start serving breakfast at six a.m. and they close at three p.m. and they actually uh, serve. You can get breakfast right up to three p.m. as well. So, uh, and then of course we got the North Carolina Seafood Restaurant. Uh, great seafood, give you plenty to eat. Uh, they open up at eleven a.m. and close at eight p.m. So we got some good dining choices. Super Sod, I'm sure, is getting very busy with uh, Sod. Lots of orders for Sod out there. Great place to buy that. Yeah, they had, they had the pallets stacked out there this morning. They were ready. So uh, yeah. I know, you know, a lot of folks may be putting out fescue right now. And then, of course, you got your warm season grasses getting started here, too. Pretty yeah, soon. by May, so, uh, sure. Busy, busy place. Um, and uh, it looked like they had a lot of it out there ready to go out. So um, Market Imports is an interesting place to visit, of course. That is right. Uh, all kinds of uh, pottery, fountains, uh, wrought iron, teak, uh, all kinds of home decor. 
Uh, just a really neat place to walk around. I, I, you'd have a you'd have a hard time walking in there and finding something you didn't want. Uh, I think, and uh, I, and I have to keep my wife out of there. I can't. <laughs> so. Uh, well, it's uh, it's a fun place to visit. I've said it many times that uh, all y'all need is a Ferris wheel, like the like State Fair, and that's yeah. something you should consider. Yeah, um, I, I, or have some kind of ride out there, okay. I suppose. Uh, hey, what about speaking of rides? What about that that uh, new road? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we're having a meeting this Tuesday, so I hope to have some good news in that meeting, and hope that we get that thing finished before we get busy. So, well, it's well, had so much weather, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it it got delayed. There's some changes that needed to be done to the intersection part of it, and um, so that kind of delayed things. Uh, We were hoping to already have it finished by now, but uh, I'm I'm hopeful we'll get some good news Tuesday, and we'll get that thing finished out, and that's really going to help folks get in and out of the market. Um, Really, all that traffic and all the parking, a lot of our parking is in that front parking lot up there, and they got to go in and out right by the busy farmer's building, and uh, that'll allow those people to get in and out, customers get in and out um, easily. So, Well, if you need some muscle, we'll send Rufus over there. He'll get things done. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that was going to be my backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> i bring along the whip and Joe the bouncer. Absolutely, yeah. bring them all in. Joe the bouncer would be a good one. He, he certainly yeah. would. He's, he's our security. So, uh, Sam, thank you, buddy. All right, y'all have a great weekend. You too. You too. Let's, uh, t- Joe is on the line. Joe, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hello, Joe. Oh, ho. Joe? Good morning. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Uh, yes, ma'am. How can we help you? Yeah, I had a question for Dr. Warner. Um, I have a uh, Prunus Mume, and it's just, it's probably 20 years old, something like that. Wow. one I got from the Arboretum, but. Okay. Yeah, and it's beautiful, blooming, um, well-established. It's been in, you know, 15 years or more. Okay. But it's covered with lichen. Is that going to harm it, Doctor? Um, I don't think so. Uh, the only thing I can think of, perhaps, is to just do a little bit of pruning to thin out some of the branches to allow a little bit more light penetration into the canopy. Uh, I'm not intimately familiar with what impact that lichen may have on the long-term health of the tree and whether it would be suggestive to try and eliminate that. Uh, Perhaps uh, some of your uh, uh, Ann, Phil, or Rufus, do you have any comments on that? I don't have any uh, particular experience with that. You know, it's it's popped. Those questions have popped up. I guess we need to call Dr. Tom Monaco for this. See, I guess he's a plant pathologist, uh, but he uh, he. Uh, you know what causes it? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, it, it's not necessarily in the moss family, but uh, I, I guess it could it could be. I don't know, Denny. What do you think? Uh, it could be from all the water. It could be just the moisture that we mm-hmm. that we've had, and then like you said, yeah, the air the sun cannot get through to the trunk of the tree. Is this a real um, shady area, Joe? No, not at all. It gets lots of sun. Oh. But does okay. the does the prunus mume have a lot of branches on it? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially if they're crossing, the, uh-huh. you would you would certainly need to to get that pruned properly. Yeah. Mm. And okay. uh, it, you know that's so. Uh, 
that is so um, something we really overlook in our landscape is is opening up the canopies for trees. Uh, don't you agree, Doctor? Yeah, I, I, I do. I think that's important just to uh, allow light to penetrate through that canopy. Uh, and they, but again, I don't I don't know what the long term impact of, of, of lichen would be. I intuitively I don't think it's going to be problematic. Uh, I've had some on, on crepe myrtles for years, and it doesn't seem to have bothered them uh, as far as production of. It's not like it's leaching out nutrients no, I, I or don't anything. Think so, right. or and I don't know much of anything you can do, Joe, anyway. You don't want to spray it with everything in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I just wanted I've noticed it some starting a little bit on a, a Japanese maple in another area of the yard. That and may need not, the same thing to, to yeah. open up the canopy some, do a little yeah. pruning okay. in there. All right. And this is down in the eastern part of the state, down in Beaufort County. Yeah. And they've had a whole lot of rain, too. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of humidity down there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for your help. All right. Thank you, Joe. Always appreciate you calling. Okay. Bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 936. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and uh, Phil Campbell. Dr. Denny Werner is with us. Uh, we'll talk to Dr. Tom Monaco coming up here uh, in a second. Uh, but, you know, Black Cow has uh, been a sponsor in this pro- program a long time. That's the mature manure, you yes. know. Uh, you know, the warm planting season is on its way. Things are starting to bloom. and Well, things that bloom in the spring are starting to bloom. And now is the time to get started with uh, getting your garden ready. Make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. Prepare new plant beds with a one-and-a-half-inch layer of Black Cow in the area and the mix it in with the, the soil. About six inches deep would be good. Get your tiller out there. Be the best thing. Black cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up a bright bag today. It's yellow. You can't miss it. It has a, uh, a black cow on it. And uh, if you'd like more details, they have a wonderful website. Black cow, that's spelled with a K, dot com. That's blackcow.com. Dr. Tom Monaco is with us. Dr. Denny Werner from NC State. I'll tell you, we we've got some. We've good got ones him in there. today. <laughs> uh, Dr. Tom is uh, on the grounds committee at St. Michael's. I have threatened to get you on the show for a long time, Doc, and all it took was one phone call from Phil Campbell. I do appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Tom. Hey, Phil. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm ready to go fishing. Dr. Monaco <laughs> was the uh, the. Is, is still you're still working at NC State, aren't you, uh, Tom? Uh, no, I'm completely retired now. Oh wow! How about that? Well, well you that's went... one of the best things oh. around is, is, man's is, get... is that when we decided we were all going to, to retire. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Doctor Manaka was uh, the head of the horticulture department for many years, and I guess you worked with uh, Doctor Werner some, didn't you? Oh, very definitely. Yes. So uh, we were talking. We had a, a question about lichen. Uh, this was on a Prunus, Prunus Mume. Yep. Rufus has had lichen. We've gotten lichen questions over the years. What causes it, and and is it harmful to the tree? Well, first of all, it's not it's not harmful to the tree, um, and usually 
it occurs when there's a lot of moisture, uh, maybe the trees in a shaded area. Uh, but more importantly, if you see it on trees, uh, the trees are generally in a, a weakened state to somewhat, but it's not caused by the lichen. Okay. Mm. Which could be true with a Prunus Mimei that's almost 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one now that's in full bloom. Um, don't have any lichen on it, but the bark don't look especially good. Right. By the way, Doc, Nelsa, Nelsa Cox says to tell you hello. Oh, well, good. <laughs> this is one of our... Yeah, and uh, and Dr. Werner, uh, Monica Wood out at the State Farmer's Market said to tell you hello. She apparently had you for a course. So it's um, it's it's great. I don't know. It's graduation day, I suppose. Yeah. So it's a yeah. uh, reunion day. Dr. Monaco, have you, have you heard of lichen on, on a crepe myrtle? I've, I've had some on, on a crepe myrtle for over 25 years, and it doesn't seem to have diminished the the – the bloom or any deleterious effect on the grape myrtle? Well, uh, I guess you can consider it like it's sort of an ornamental effect on the tree. This is the case, you know, I, I haven't really seen it on grape myrtle, but I certainly have it on trees in my yard, especially where I have uh, irrigation and or the summer of these trees, maybe every other day to get water on the, on the, on the north side of the tree. Uh, you're going to see lichen. Would it help uh, to open up the canopy? I'm, I know that helps a lot of things, to do a little pruning. Uh, yeah, I, I think, again, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that it's a, an occurrence in, in, in wet, moist areas and shady areas, of course, would lend itself to that. Okay. Well, and two, like you it, like you said, if the tree's under a little bit of stress, it would not hurt to go ahead and prune some limbs off of it. So that might be a good thing for her to do. So, uh, what is what is the, uh, the concern? Is really mainly whether the lichen is having a deleterious effect on the tree, right? Yeah, right, absolutely. Or is it an aesthetic effect? Yeah. Now, it's, it's, she was afraid. I think that it was going to kill the tree, but. Like you said, you know that big oak tree we cut down, that plate, that that piece that's like sticking up there that we left, um, it's full of lichens now. I bet you it's got, it's probably got six or eight different kinds of lichens growing on it. So sometimes when something's in a weakened state, the lichens seem to jump on. Uh, Doctor Tom, have you you done any fishing lately? No, I uh, haven't been to the beach. Last October, this pandemic, uh, down in Carteret County, it was uh, not, uh, masking was not observed very well. Oh, okay. But we didn't need to be down there. Yeah. So we're well, planning to go in a few weeks. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Well, I I so appreciate you uh, being on with us. And we'll, thanks, Tom. We'll get you back on some other time if you'd like. Uh, I mean, okay. if you're willing. You've got a good, good group there. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've been having a lot of fun. I hope Doctor Werner has uh, has had. He he stayed uh, uh, for uh, an hour and a half, so <laughs> we're hoping uh, he'll. I, I, I've had a great time, and Tom, uh, good to hear you. How you doing? All right, Dennis is still on there. Yeah, yeah, he's still he's still here. Oh, still good. on here. So keep him captured. He's a good asset. 
Oh, okay. Keep us captured, huh? <laughs> yeah. so, well, he's got my attention. I'll probably stick around about 15 more minutes, okay, just to give you a heads up. All right, that's fine. Sure. That's fine. Uh, we're so honored to have both of you. And, uh, Dr. Tom, thank you so much, my friend. Thank okay. you. Like, yeah, see, see you in the garden. Hopefully, something. yeah, absolutely. Well, I, we've been—I'm sure you've been out there some, and I have have too. And we'll uh, get the grounds committee back at some point when when I guess uh, church can can get back in the swing of things. And seeing I come to the garden alone, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take care, Tom. <laughs> All right, take care. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for calling. How about that? Okay, let's go to uh, Sam in Raleigh. Sam, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. I um, heard you're uh, mentioning that you could put out the fescue side this time of year. Is that not too early, or tell me about that? Well, fescue sod would probably work better than the seed this time of year because it would right. uh, it's already pretty much established. It would at least have a better chance of establishing in your landscape because the harsh sun, uh, heat, humidity is really tough on fescue. We're kind right. of in a transition area. And uh, the warm season grasses seem to work much better here. Uh, right. Normally, Absolutely. if you're using yeah. seed, it would uh, the the ideal time would be in September normally. But uh, yeah, this is if you're using sod, yeah, that's great. I put out Bermuda, you know, in the summer, but always waited to put my fescue seed out, and like I said, in the fall. So, so you have two different. Uh, is, is this the same yard, or do you got, do you have one yeah, a lot of sun in the front yeah. and not much in the back, or what? Yeah, right. Actually, the front yard is one hundred percent sun all day long. The backyard's got a lot of shade and sun. But I've tried Bermuda back there, but it didn't work. Oh yeah, and fescue may not work. You may uh, because of root competition from trees, etc. You may mm-hmm. end up having to to make larger natural areas and. Put out uh, maybe some mondo grass is a is a good mondo substitute, grass is a good which one. is not a grass, but it's dwarf mondo grass is great. What's it called? Dwarf mondo grass. I, I have a there's somebody up the street from me who has kind of a, a lot of pines in his landscape, a few hardwoods, uh-huh. but uh, his whole yard is is a mondo grass a dwarf mondo grass and and there's a lot of pine straw out there and he has little paths and stuff and it really looks nice it's very dark mm-hmm. dark um, color the the mondo grass and it it doesn't it spreads some doesn't fill yeah it does and uh doc do you, do you have dr werner do you have any mondo grass in your dwarf mondo i grass? do not but i as i walk around some of the older parts of raleigh I, i've Thing what you referred to is the mondo planted under uh, trees, or even mondo used as a as a lawn substitute. So yeah, I, I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't have any personal. How does it do in uh, bright sun or full? Space? It's not a sun plant. It is not a sun type ground cover. It is okay. uh, is for a shady area, and it sounds like what you have there in back. You can try the fescue, and if the sod works, you know. Get it as well established as you can before it mm-hmm. before it, uh, it gets real heat. Don't over fertilize it. Uh, normally, this uh, the fescue recommendations from the extension service, or uh, you would put out fertilizer in like a sixteen four eight in September around right. Thanksgiving, and then a light amount around Valentine's Day generally. Yeah. 
But well, unless I'm just paving it with concrete and spray painting it green, so I'm so frustrated with. Well, it. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people feel feel that way. But <laughs> you know, you can extend if you have some pine straw out there. Do you have a lot of pines? You say? Uh, no, I have some evergreens. I have some. Um, okay. They're not pines, but they're evergreens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can make natural areas and. You know, they're in and use uh, some ground covers. There are all kinds of ground covers that like shade. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate your help. Thanks very much, Sam. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Let's go to Lee. Lee is in STEM. Lee, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, how's it going? We're great. Good. How can we help you, my friend? Good. I need some advice. All right. So I'm on the way, actually, right now with a trailer to get a 40-year-old Chepernong grapevine off my dad's old property. They're going to bulldoze everything down over there, and I asked the new owner, you know, could I at least try to get it? Do y'all have any advice about wow. how to get it and replant it? Dr. Werner, are you uh, into to moving grapevines? I am not. I probably will defer to somebody else. I don't know that I have any. Any advice to uh, to assist? Phil? All right. It's funny you would say that and have that question. Uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, we were looking at the grapevine that's gotten overgrown and crowded, so there's not any fruit on it very much. And so we were looking down at the bottom of the vine, and you can see new, um, new cuttings, for lack of a better word, new sprouts. Uh, like a fig tree sends out sprouts if it gets like under the ground, like under some soil or something. And and so these are coming up. And so uh, one of the suggestions was to cut everything back and let these new ones come along because they're in their health. The health of them is much better. Uh, some of the older uh, stems and vine there, um, is, you know, has has been through a lot and it's, it's kind of old and crotchety right now, and so so just bringing those new stems along, so you could actually dig those up. Okay, I looked and I found quite a few new stems coming up out of the out of the ground from that vine. You could dig those up and start you a really nice, uh, fresh grape vine from the same. It's from the same vine, so you're getting the same vine, but. Yeah, it'll be a whole lot less work, and it'll be a lot healthier. Okay. All right. So you yeah, may I see. A, I had a guy lined up with a with a backhoe. No. We was going to try to dig way down and, and get the whole lump of dirt that it was in and set it in the trailer. Okay. Well, if, you, if you've got somebody to do that, that's fine, but it's going to be really difficult, and it's not going to be that healthy. I think if okay. you before you destroy the area around it, look for – some right now, if you'll look for some shoots that are probably about three to four feet long, you will see those brand new shoots. You can go down with a shovel, cut those, and dig those up and get some root with it, and you'll have that vine. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, I appreciate you and, calling and us, And good luck on that. That's, yeah. That oh, is yeah. very special. Yeah. It is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Let us, let us know what happens with that, too, Lee. I will. I will. Thank you. Please call us again. All right. right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then... 
The Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF, and we've got Blaine with us uh, from Phil's, uh, from Campbell Road Nursery. And, and uh, uh, Lane, I wish you had called earlier. Dr. Uh, Werner had to leave. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry I missed him. I am too, Dadgum, but how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm walking around the yard now looking at everything that's in bloom. I think this is oh, that's good. the showiest time of the year in my yard. Well, what is what is blooming, Lane? I've got hellebores all over the place, mm. some japonica camellias still left, uh, cornice mosses just popped open. Yeah, my, I got a big one that uh, has, has bloomed. I put it on Facebook, and it's a, that's a really a marvelous plant. It is. I've got ground bees that come up. All underneath it, they think it's spring for sure. You got they ground are, ground what? Bees. Ground bees. Oh. Solitary bees. They sort of aerate the whole backyard. Mm, oh, yeah. They love that thing. So. I, bet, I bet they do. Yeah. And then the Edgeworthy is in bloom, and you can smell it all over the yard. Yeah. Oh, we, we, Rufus brought in some Edgeworthy, our bloom, this morning. It finally popped out, and, and Phil thinks it may have uh, given her the no, I brought it. The sniffles. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to blame oh, it you on brought them. It. I don't want to blame it on them. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know, it's probably the maples. but Yeah, well, I think Well, the maples are definitely open, but uh, <clears throat> it's a lot of fragrance on that little flower. And then the Daphne's right next to it, and it's in full bloom. It oh, is, the Daphne, Daphne has popped Daphne out. Is good. There's no no scent to Daphne yet, though, Lane. Right? Oh uh, well, not today because it's so cold. I thought I could detect some yesterday, but yeah. I don't smell much today. So. Mine turn uh, come out pink, start out pink, and turn white, and then, yeah, then that's when they start smelling. The last three days started showing some color, and then they fully popped open yesterday. So. Wow. wow! So uh, what else? What else you got? Blooming. Uh, a few daffodils have started, but not a whole lot. There's a little, a little wild thing that's kind of a weed called Ficaria that looks like a little ranunculus, but uh, it's a real pretty little yellow flower. Customers used to bring that to me at the nursery because they didn't want it. <laughs> I had uh, I, a couple a week or so ago. I had some Encorzeas uh, trying to to bloom again. Yeah, and... I've got some just regular azaleas <clears throat> that. Have been kind of crazy blooming on and off. Yeah, I saw. Wow. I saw some this morning too, Lane. Yeah, it's just a bloom here and there. I think it it wasn't cold enough, and you know, for them to go maybe fully dormant, and they pop a flower here and there. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I guess I've always been told that that blooming is kind of a stress mechanism to a certain extent. Is that is that true? Well, it could be, but um, the only stress we've had is too wet. Yeah, yeah well, it, it certainly has been been that. I I, I don't know. Uh, hey, speaking of that, for what are some good plants for for uh, wet grounds? I mean, what what are we talk so often about plants roots not liking wet feet? What what are some things things that do besides a ball cypress? Well, I was going to say ball cypress. <laughs> <laughs> um. Think a little bit. Bill, um, can you think of anything? Well, um, uh, I'll shoot river birch. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, river birch like wet feet. But you know, I've heard two or three people to... say that they, they break up uh, those river birches, break up uh, driveways, and yeah. somebody said they broke up their house foundation one time. Uh, yeah, got... we're going to have to. We got three at the church. We're going to have to take out. Yeah, I do. In I fact, do like I'm, them. Yeah, I'm heading over there from here, but I, th- they're just. 
they're leaning towards a they're kind of planted on a hill uh-huh. and they're leaning towards a church and and they're they've gotten huge yeah so they're going they're going to have to come out that's right but they um, they do have i know the newer some of the newer varieties have some really nice peeling bark and that's, yeah these these are beautiful i mean the bark's gorgeous but but they just make a big mess. Yeah, they do. They do seem to drop leaves. Yeah, yeah. A flag, lot. flag iris is a good, good little plant to yeah. have in the a, bog, and a and, and, a lot, and some daylilies. They they don't mind wet feet that flower. bad. Cardinal flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can grow it. I see it growing in creeks in the mountains. Oh wow! And you said a chorus, and I noticed yeah, a chorus, coming. Yeah, yeah, I noticed coming in here this morning. There's a lot of a chorus in the beds out here. And it's done well this year because it's been so wet. <laughs> and then uh, horse horsetail reeds, equisetum, is a oh, great yeah. little plant mm-hmm. for for wet. So. Mm. Well, there are some things. And yeah. We sure have. I, I I don't think I've seen anything like it. I don't remember mm-hmm. it raining no. this much. Well, uh, I think they said this is the second wettest winter on yeah. record. We only missed it by two tenths. Yeah, it goes back to the, <laughs> goes back to the 80s or something. That might as well be. Well, yeah. a couple months from now, though, we'll, we'll be fussing about the lack of rain. <laughs> I hope well, not. I hope we don't have a drought. Uh, get those stinking rain barrels back out. And... Yeah, right. <laughs> they well, like, say, I think we have an 11-day streak and no rain here, maybe, and that's the longest streak because we've been so wet the last three years. The longest streak in about three years. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. We is. need it because we've got a lot of plants to plant. Lane, thank you, buddy. I'm so sorry that you that uh, Dr. Werner had to leave. I guess he he just had he had enough of us. <laughs> just <laughs> just plain had enough of us. Always great talking to you, my friend. Well, it's good to talk to y'all. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, right, Lane. Lane. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Uh huh. All right. Always on the move. Lane is always on the move. More <laughs> of the weekend gardener coming up on WPTF.